It's another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Welcome in to the Concord, North Carolina MRN Studios. I'm MRN Pit Reporter Chris Wilner, MRN announcer Kyle Ricky out at Stafford or back in Connecticut, somewhere, wherever you are in New England. And uh, we were supposed to be talking about this amazing Napa Spring Sizzle again, but unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. So we're going to have to wait a couple weeks, K-Rick. Yeah, uh, Mother Nature did what Mother Nature tr- traditionally seemingly does here in Connecticut, and that is rain on the Spring Sizzler Parade. It was the 51st Spring Drizzler. Uh, but that's all right. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, I know the Modified Tour is in action this weekend. We'll talk more about that. So um, the management at Stafford Motor Speedway have moved the event to uh, Friday and Saturday, May 12th and 13th. So uh, we'll kick things off a week from this Friday. Uh, that's all right. We'll just extend the anticipation just a little bit longer. A lot of racetracks are having to do that. I mean, I don't know if you believe in some sort of superstition. My wife was telling me you can stick knives in the dirt and that's supposed to be some thing to you know ward off the rain gods or something but i think everyone across the country has had to deal with rain delays postponements cancellations at some point and we're sitting here what as we record this may 3rd so we gotta get this thing figured out mother nature i mean i don't know who made you mad but we need to figure this out because we got a lot of great racing i know high limit was postponed at kokomo i was supposed to be on that call uh lots of other racetracks having to deal with that but we did have some great racing uh, of course, over the weekend, uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Coming up, though, on the show, we will have Tony Bridinger, who uh, had an impressive seventh-place run and probably could have been better if it wasn't for a little bit of an issue. She's also making her uh, Truck Series debut at Kansas this weekend, so we're going to talk to her and recap everything about Dover. Uh, we talked about Mother Nature, but we also have some big races coming up. Kyle mentioned the Modified Tour back in action at Monadnock, and uh, also the Star, uh, was it the ASC, ASA Stars National Tour Super Late Models? They're going to be back in action, the big uh, Joe Shear Classic at Madison. So lots still coming up ahead, plus big races this weekend. So, Kyle, let's dive into ARC at Dover uh, over the weekend. You can have heard of that call uh, on FS1 and, and PRN. But, uh, Kyle, it was not the car count I think I was expecting for the E-Series, but, boy, it was uh, a good down-to-the-wire finish and, and a young star in the making in Jake, uh, Jake Finch. Yeah, there were about six cars at the uh, the end of that race for most of the event that really mixed it up for the lead, Tony Bridinger being one of them. But yeah, Jake Finch able to pick up his first career win, a green-white checkered finish over Landon Lewis. They were side-by-side side for most of those closing laps. It might have been actually a few more laps than a green-white checkered, but uh, caution came out late in the race when Connor Jones, who I think was third at the time, uh, he popped a tire going into turn three, and it looked like a Dover hit from like the 90s. Remember those those old races, those old cup races where, you know, tires would pop and they would slam that concrete. Uh, thankfully, he got the safer wall. You could literally see about 100 yards of that safer barrier wave and the movement. So, you know, obviously that it did its job. Connor was OK. By far the biggest hit of the weekend. Um, glad he's OK. But yeah, fantastic race. You mentioned uh, a lighter car count than than what we are used to seeing at Dover. But the ones uh, that were out there, the drivers that were out there, put on a fantastic show for the entire 125-lap distance. Feel for Tony Bridinger, though. And we'll talk to her in a little bit. Uh, she was up the third at one point after uh, missing that final incident with Connor Jones. And uh, I think might have had a shot at at least a podium finish because uh, she was working her way up through the field in the closing laps before, I believe, a fuel line issue. Yeah, absolutely. Luke Fenhouse and William Sawalich, LeVar Scott, your top five. We've had... 
Lavar on the show as well. He's progressing nicely in that rev race yep. Chevrolet. So good to see some names up toward the front. Of course, William Swallows, we talk about him all the time. But uh, again, super impressive in his uh, maiden ARCA season. Uh, coming up next, though, for ARCA, we, we are going to talk about it with Tony. It's going to be Kansas this weekend, the first mile and a half, kind of the intermediate track for the ARCA Menard Series. Always produces great racing, and uh, we will have a new winner as uh, our last year's champion has moved on to the truck series. Uh, non-rained out events this weekend. There were a few yeah. to talk about. Uh, Jennerstown had its opening night. Several leaders getting involved in a crash with 25 laps to go. Owen Hupp wins the season opener out there. Doug Glessner won the modified race. And then how about a Hickory? Landon Huffman, we talked about him last year winning the championship, joining his dad as a track champion at Hickory. Finally gets that elusive win this year. Uh, he uh, Talk about bad luck. I mean, that guy has been through the ringer this year, but he's got one uh, in the bank uh, so far, number one this year. Yeah, got, he got his first win finally after some tough luck in the couple of uh, opening weeks of the season. This past week, twin 25s, I believe there was a, a a big incident in race number one as well. All the big wrecks seem to happen in race number one for whatever reason. Um, but uh, yeah, they went in turn one and piled them in. Kay Brown survived both of, of the features and went on to win race number two. So uh, some competitive racing at Hickory Motor Speedway also live on flow i tell you what i had like four streams going at once at one point saturday night i had jennerstown that's where they were climbing the backstretch wall and i think a camera got taken out a robotic camera in turn three um during that that big wreck that you mentioned bowman gray uh was was on we'll talk more about bowman gray in a minute hickory was going on that the the arca race that was postponed from friday to saturday uh yeah so it was while it was raining here in connecticut I certainly had my fill of short track racing across the country. Thanks to flow racing. Yeah, absolutely. That flow racing, a godsend when it comes to filling our need for speed throughout each and every weekend. Uh, so we talked about Hickory, other winners over the weekend, just to kind of give a mention, Chris Fleming and Lee Jeffries won at Bowman Gray. Kyle, uh, so far, I think for the first two weeks of the Madhouse has, has been a lot I guess, better of a start from the driver's perspective. Haven't heard a lot of complaints. Remember, they did repay for a second straight year. So far, so good, I would say. Yeah, uh, brand new pavement for a second year. As you mentioned, a lot of folks not happy with the, the pavement uh, job from a year ago. Uh, so new pavement this year. We've had a couple of those double file shootout cone races, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the restarts, and uh, everyone seems to be a lot happier this year uh, than having a restart on the outside on the uh, the pavement that was put down a year ago. We see some great races, great crowds, uh, not too much tore up equipment, uh, although we've, we've had our fair share of incidents, multi-car incidents in the opening couple of weeks, uh, nothing too severe, and, and a bunch of different winners. Yeah, yeah, so far so good. So Bowman Gray is off and running as well. Congrats to Chris and Lee, by the way, I did want to mention Landon Huffman not only winning at Hickory, he did land a Cars Tour late model stock ride for the rest of the year. Nelson Motorsports, he made that announcement on Twitter yesterday. A uh, big upgrade for Landon, so going to do double duty running for the points championship at Hickory and, of course, trying to do what he can do uh, in the Cars late model stock tour. So good job to him. Dylan Zamper won at All-American. Peyton Sellers, we haven't talked much about him so far this year, won up out at Dominion, some of our uh, weekly NASCAR track winners over this past weekend. I did want to mention before we get to Tony, uh, Kyle, how special uh, was this weekend for Ryan and Martin Truex? Uh, first time that brothers have won in two different series on the same weekend for the same organization, JGR. Uh, Ryan dominated, stunk up the show in the Xfinity race. And then, of course, on Monday, rain delay, uh, Martin Truex won the race, got snapped a 54-race winless streak. 
uh, in the Cup Series. So, I mean, that's got to be cool. And I know you've covered both of them for quite some time. I uh, can't imagine the emotions were, were, were really up there. Yeah, we were around, uh, I think, doing the show when Ryan was winning his championships on the uh, the K&N Pro Series East back in, what, 2010, 2009? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 09 and 010. Um, so I remember uh, doing the at the end of the year events with him at like uh, some of the indoor go-kart places down in Charlotte. I think it even preempts GoPro Motorplex or now Trackhouse Motorplex uh, down in, in Mooresville. So, um, yeah, I've, I've known Ryan for a long time. I've seen the struggles that he has gone through with some of the smaller teams in both the NASCAR Xfinity series and in the NASCAR cup series. Um, and, and it's nice to see drivers that have come through and have persevered through the difficult times. Uh, like an Alex Bowman, we talk about Alex all the time. He's like, I got to make a lot of mistakes when I was young driving for smaller teams in the back of the field. And it's helped and paid off when he gets to, Hendrick Motorsports. And now we're seeing, I think, Ryan have that same type of success that uh, Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity Series. He would be so fun to cover and running for a championship. I wish he had a full-time ride. And what about that hair? Yeah. Uh, you know, for some, they would think the hair may slow him down a couple tenths, but not for Ryan. That I mean, that is absolutely what they, what they call the kids call it now. Lettuce or flow, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I mean, it was pretty glorious when he took his helmet off, so. Uh, really cool for Ryan, like Kyle mentioned, and it was cool for Justin Allgaier too after the race to say, you know, normally race car drivers aren't happy when someone right. else wins, but everyone in the Xfinity garage was smiling uh, when Ryan Truex won. So kind of tells you about how they feel about their fellow fellow competitor, I should say. All right, enough of us blabbering. We got Tony Bridinger on the line. She's got a big, big weekend coming up ahead. Tricon Garage debut in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. At Kansas, we'll also talk all things ARCA at Dover. Tony Bridinger, coming up next here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designed... The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in. Four tires to no-go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. And manufacturers reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering. As promised, Tony Bridinger joining us, the Venturini Motorsports driver, career best seventh out at Dover in the ARCA E-Series last weekend. Tony, 
Uh, congratulations on that run, but we are hot and heavy looking forward to Kansas. But how would you summarize your uh, afternoon out at there at Dover in the ARCA East series? Yeah, Dover was really fun. We didn't get any practice or qualifying, so I wasn't really sure exactly what to expect. Um, I did like a bunch of notes and everything, but I feel like once you get on the track, it's a totally different feel. Um, but I had so much fun. It's actually one of my favorite tracks now. Um, it was a really great run. We had a fuel line problem at the end there, but um, still like I was overall super happy with what we did there. So it's seventh on paper, but you mentioned the fuel line problem. You were, I think at one point, you went from sixth to fifth to fourth, and then you had just got into third when uh, that last incident happened late in the race. What goes through your mind when the car just breaks <laughs> at that yeah. point? You're having a fander day. Yeah, it was going really great until then, and uh, I kind of smelt like some fuel and kind of let the guys know, and um, I was like, I'm just going to finish it out no matter what. I mean, obviously, if something is totally off in the gauges I was going to say something but um yeah until like that green white checker and my fuel pressure just dropped to zero like started dropping really fast and I was like okay yeah this is it for us and it was a huge bummer I mean I think that was the best run that I've had with my crew chief Caden and our team so um I feel like every race we've gotten better and better so it was kind of like a bummer that we couldn't really show how well we did you know last year you ran the full season obviously you're off to a great start this year been super competitive at Phoenix until getting caught up in an incident we talked about Talladega looked really strong. And then obviously with Dover in the East series, how would you evaluate the start to your 2023 ARCA season? It seems like you picked up a lot uh, from last year running full-time. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I don't have as much of a learning curve going into all the tracks this year. So I feel like I'm kind of going in with more confidence in myself and the car and just the fact that I know these tracks. Um, but yeah, it's a bummer. I feel like we ran, you know, pretty strong at all these races, but on paper we've had like some bad luck. So it doesn't really show. Um, but I know like once all the pieces come together, we'll have a really strong finish to finally show for it. To go back to Dover for a moment, you mentioned no practice, no qualifying. We're going right into the race for 125 laps. How tough is that as a driver to go out there? Your first hot lap of the weekend is, is in the race. Yeah, it's very difficult, but I honestly kind of feel like it's a blessing, but a curse because I know on the truck stuff this weekend, I won't have a lot of practice. So I kind of feel like it almost helped me give me that confidence. Like, Hey, you like don't need a bunch of practice to like, just get up to speed. You can like adapt really fast. Um, I feel like adapting is something that I've struggled with in the past. So I feel like that kind of helps prove to myself, like, Hey, like you can, you can do it and adapt really fast. So I think it was kind of a blessing, but a curse for me. Well, let's talk about that. That's the big news coming into this week at Kansas. Double duty, obviously, with the Arkham and Art Series, but making your uh, Craftsman Truck Series debut at Tricon Garage in the Victoria's Secret Toyota. Um, now that we're here for race week, where are the nerves at? I mean, I, I know you've been looking forward to this for quite some time. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I honestly kind of expect it to be a little bit more nervous than what I am. I feel like, I don't know, but just like doesn't feel real yet. I think once I'm like at the track and I see my truck and everything like that, I think it'll feel a little bit different, but um, yeah, I feel like I'm almost trying to play it down a little bit. I mean, it's just another race. Um, obviously it's my debut and it's a huge moment for me, but, um, I think I'm like kind of trying to play it down a little bit. So I don't kind of psych myself out. Well, running, I'm assuming running the ARCA race will help. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we have that ARCA test on Friday and then we have the race and practice and everything. So, um, I think that'll kind of help me go through all the motions and I think I'll have plenty enough laps to kind of get a good feel for the track. And then I'll just have to adapt to the truck. How special is it, though, to partner with Victoria's Secret? I know I read some articles about how, you know, you were a part of that company, and, and obviously it's a female-driven company that's <laughs> making their really breakthrough in the sport. So, I mean, and now you get to represent them. So, I mean, that's got to be special for you. Yeah, it's very special, and it's really amazing to work with a brand who really champions women, and they want to do really meaningful partnerships like this. I feel like it just 
a huge moment for me in my career and to partner with a brand like Victoria's Secret, who I've always dreamed of working with. It's been really, really special for me. It's probably like the most surreal like moment for me. How do you prep for a weekend like this? I mean, obviously you have plenty of laps in the ARCA car, but have you been in the sim? Who have you talked to? Uh, obviously you have a lot of resources there at Tricon Garage. Yeah. So, you know, I've done um, a sim session, which is really helpful in the TRD sim. Um, I did some like pit stop practice, which was helpful as well, since I haven't done a live pit stop before. So that's going to be a learning curve in itself. Um, but I've just been trying to ask as many questions. Um, I feel like I've leaned on Corey Heim a lot. I mean, he just won at Martinsville and um, he was my teammate at Ventrani. So I feel like I kind of always just bug him with a bunch of questions. Um, and he's been really great with answering all of them. Um, so yeah, just trying to soak everything up and um, really just kind of see what the difference is between like the truck and the ARCA car. So I can kind of not really have anything unexpected happen. What are the expectations at Kansas though? You I mean, you talk about trying to downplay it. It, it is just another race. Obviously you're going to have the ARCA race uh, to, to feed off of that. But I mean, what is a good day for you when the truck race is complete? Yeah, I would say a good day for me is running all the laps, getting like the full experience in. And um, I don't really have like expectations results wise. I just kind of want to see like where I end up. I mean, I have goals for myself, like, you know, like have a good pit stop, you know, have like good restarts and put myself in like a good position and overall just be like competitive. But I don't really have like results in like a or expectations in a result sense. I have kind of like many goals for myself that I think will overall put together a really good day. What are the hopes beyond Kansas? I mean, is this uh, right now, obviously, Kansas is the only thing that's been announced. But are you hoping there's other logs in the fire here that we may see you more in NASCAR's National Series uh, along with ARCA? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, my focus after this race is, you know, maybe to do like another truck race and then to kind of finish out the ARCA season pretty strong. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to be present in all the moments and kind of like all focuses on Kansas. But once Kansas is done, I'll definitely be trying to gear up for something else. If you look back, I mean, we talked about, you know, your career through motorsports, 19 career USAC wins. You go from open wheel and just a few short years on the stock car side, you're now making your truck debut. Would you have you imagined that you'd be here at this point, maybe a couple years ago? Uh, no, I think it's pretty crazy. I mean, I feel like when I was little, I had this grand plan of how my racing career would go. And I'm really off track to how that plan was. I mean, I planned to like do my truck debut forever ago when I was super young, but um, yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, I um, was like making my ARCA debut and I definitely feel like I knew like I'd get here at some point. But yeah, definitely when I signed the deal this year, I was like, it's pretty crazy to actually be doing it. Final question for you. When you talk about that grand plan from years ago, when you look at the current track that you're on now, uh, you happy with it? I mean, I know it's not you know what you had envisioned, say, a decade ago, but uh, you seem to be on a pretty good path. Yeah, I'm definitely happy with it. I think it's easy to compare your path with others and be like, oh, well, this driver is this year's old and they're doing this. And I feel like it's really easy to compare yourself with other drivers in the sport. But I think as long as you're progressing and moving forward, um, you're in a good spot. So I feel like that's what I'm doing. My final question for you is looking ahead on the schedule, on your schedule for 2023. Are there certain tracks you have circled that maybe last year either one didn't go so well or you figured out something so okay when we go back I know what to do now like, what are some of the tracks you have circled on your schedule yeah um honestly Kansas is kind of my rebound track I feel like I feel like I struggled there a lot earlier in the ARCA season and when we went back the second time I kind of picked it up a bit and like had a better understanding of everything um so I kind of want to rebound there this year and really show like okay I've made this improvement so yeah I would say Kansas kind of my rebound track for that
Sounds good. Well, we look forward to watching uh, your truck debut and, of course, your Arkham Menard Series venture out at Kansas. Best of luck, and we we'll hope to catch up with you down the road. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tony Brininger making her Craftsman Truck Series debut at Kansas Speedway, as well as obviously running the Arkham Menard Series race for Venturini Motorsports. We're coming back after the break. More NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. by Wheelan Engineering. Hey, race fans, i got a question for you. If you're going to the historic North Wilkesboro race uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks, racing electronics scanner rentals have to be purchased in advance online at racingelectronics.com, and your last day to rent those scanners for the All-Star Race is May 19th. No walk-ups will be allowed at the racetrack. With racing electronics scanner rental, hear uncensored communication from every race team in the race or tune in to the MRN broadcast. Get yours May 8th, and you can save 20% off your North Wilkesboro rental. Head over to racingelectronics.com to secure your scanner rental today. And as a scanner user each and every weekend down on pit road with MRN, uh, it's unrivaled access to the drivers. Really cool stuff. I know, Kyle, you can attest to that. I feel like the pit reporters especially that work the motor racing network broadcasts and obviously that the reporters on television uh they'd be lost without those yeah. scanners and being able to to tune into whatever team that they need to tune into at whatever time to to hear uh what's going on even if the teams are talking in code a lot of the time you can hear something and then go over to the pit box and talk to the the pr rep and go like all right so what did all that mean but at least you heard it. I and think I had one at Talladega. It was mashed potatoes. I want to know if that was four tires or two tires. But we'll let, the folks at home love trying to de decipher what the cues are. But for sure. So don't forget, May 8th, you get 20% off your racing electronics rental for North Wilkesboro. All right, Kyle, uh, we talked about the top of the show. You had a little bit of an abrupt ending to the weekend. Looking forward to the spring sizzler now put off until May 12th and the 13th. How does that impact the race itself or does it are there any teams that maybe can't make it have you heard any rumblings of that or is this basically just everything's good we're on hold and it's just going to refire up on friday the 12th yeah i think we've heard and i forget who now one modified team can't make it because i believe there's an roc modified race uh the new york tour uh that saturday night i'm not quite sure where it is but they usually run like lancaster speedway uh in in upstate new york so we may lose a team or two because of that but for the most part i believe all the big guns are there um and we'll be back uh, all the tours that compete here in new england on a full-time basis will be off next week so it'll be interesting to see uh, how the friday night dual qualifying races work under the lights uh setting most of the starting lineup for the saturday 80 lap or 100 lap spring sizzler. So going to be a big weekend. All the weekly divisions are in action. The, uh, the ACT late models, I believe there's 40 cars entered. And uh, from what I've heard, all 40 are expected to be back next weekend. If they can survive their race this coming Sunday at Thunder Road. So we'll see. It's going to be a good weekend regardless. 
Sounds like a plan. And then I, you know, I got my hopes up too, Kyle, because I was like, well, you know, they rescheduled it. So maybe I can go. I'm in Laguna Seca, for instance. So well, come, come north instead of west. Ah, man, I don't know. It's hard to pass up Cali weather in May, but we'll see. Uh, moving on to uh, speaking of rain delayed races, I, I mentioned the High Limit Sprint Car Series uh, rained out at Kokomo. They're going to reschedule that one at a date TBD, but it did bring to mind, Kyle, when we recorded this show last week. It was immediately after 34 Raceway when Alex Bowman, NASCAR Cup Series competitor, uh, broke a vertebrae in his back in, a, in an accident and is going to be out for three to four weeks. Uh, that that kind of sparked that debate that we've had, and, and it rears its head every time we have this. We, did, we talked about with Chase Elliott. What do you do if, if you're a team owner now in the NASCAR National Series and you've got guys out here now, two from the same organization getting hurt, in extracurricular activities. We know Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. said they're going to still race. We know Joe Gibbs Racing has a deal where Christopher Bell doesn't run the sprint car. What's your take? Do you still try to to, to race out of, you know outside of your day job, or, or what's the risk then? You go from the racetrack to home, and that's it, and the <laughs> shop. No, no. I, I, I like mean, my mother. <laughs> yeah, things happen. Um, I don't think you should limit and it and it could be a slippery slope if if owners say yeah you can do trucks you can do Xfinity you can do the Snowball Derby you can do SRX because we're seeing some some crossover there this uh, this summer but you can't do sprint cars or you can't do midgets or you can't do modifieds or or whatever um, you know when you get to picking and choosing I think you know that that's where the fans will really you know, come alive, I think. I don't know what the answer is. I think every team owner probably has a different solution. And I I encourage, because we see what those guys bring to the table when they show up at, say, a Kokomo Speedway, which was supposed to be tonight, or out at a short track in, in Iowa last week. Uh, you know, I mean, you had Ricky Stenhouse Jr. out there, Alex Bowman, Kyle Larson, some of the biggest names in the sport racing um, with some of the, the best sprint car drivers in the country. Um, great crowds come out and great viewership on a Tuesday night or whatever night of the week. I don't think you should limit it, but I'm also not the the sponsor putting the money into the race team and I'm not the team owner uh, paying those drivers. So I think every situation is different, but you know, I love it when they're out there, no matter whether it be in a late model or, or in a, in a micro spread at Millbridge or in an SRX car at Stafford. Um, I encourage it because, you know, it only builds that interest in motorsports and in NASCAR uh, it kind of, you know, what is it? The, it rises all ships full tide or whatever that phrase is. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. No, no, absolutely. And, and I'm in the same boat. I, I think I see the benefits outweigh the risks, but it, again, it all falls on a specific team. And, and I don't think it's ever going to be something NASCAR or an organization or a governing body is going to make a decision on, but it's going to be a team by team basis. What are you willing to put up? And I think the benefits though, for especially talking to Kyle, what, what those races get him when he goes and gets the cup car, I think outweighs the risk. So we'll see, but again, difficult situation. Uh, again, but I love seeing our NASCAR guys go out to the short tracks. I mean, heck, I talked to Ty Majeski earlier this week. He's running the Joe Shear Classic coming up uh, in the yep. late model. Now, again, a super late model, a little bit different than a not, uh, a wing sprint car with the power to weight ratio and all that. But at the same time, it, it, it's seat time. So the day, the debut or debut, the <laughs> the de debate will uh, rage on in this topic. I'm sure for for many many weeks to come. All right, Kyle, let's get into um our final <clears throat> news note. 
And I had to make a note of this because we, we're trying to keep track. We're down to 10 left on NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers. We added a few between our last show. Bobby Labonte, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Obviously, we know Bobby, a 2020 Hall of Fame inductee, 2000 Cup Series champion. Junior, of course, a 26-time winner, two Daytona 500s, six at Talladega, and a two-time NASCAR Xfinity champ. And then uh, Keselowski and Truex, two, uh, uh, two Cup ch Series champions as well. Is there anyone that maybe should be nervous that's not on the list yet? We're down to 10. Yeah, we are. Um, and there's a couple of big names that I haven't heard yet. I, I was wondering when the Dale Jr. announcement was coming. Um, you know, it's only a matter of time. Uh, I'm glad for Martin Truex Jr. Big week for him. Uh, obviously the big week for the family at, at Dover Motor Speedway. And now this announcement, um, have they announced Jimmy yet? I don't know if they've announced Jimmy I Johnson yet. Jimmy, the other one in my head was Joey Logano. And I asked him specifically yeah. for MRN content at Talladega. I said, you know, what would it mean to you? Obviously you haven't been called yet. And he's like, you know, I haven't thought about it, but now like seeing at the time it was Denny and Kyle getting called. I mean, how do you go against a two-time Cup Series champion? So I wonder if Joey's going to be this next wave coming up. And are there a few more short trackers out there yeah. that we might see, like uh, a national champion like a Larry Phillips uh, or a Bush, Nor or Bush, Bush North or a Bush Series titleist years ago, like a Sam Hart or somebody like that? Uh, potentially get in. Uh, we'll see because it's not just cup drivers, right? It's right. it's the entire sport. Granted, a lot of the focus is on the NASCAR Cup Series, but um, there's more to this sport than than just the NASCAR Cup Series. And hopefully, we'll we'll hear from some of those drivers and and possibly being a part of this list as well before we get to Darlington here in just over a week. That's right. So we're down to ten in NASCAR 75 greatest drivers list. Okay, Kyle. Before we cap the show, we've got some races coming up this weekend. You mentioned it. At the top of the show, after what seemed like a three-month break, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour back in action to uh, the Bullring and Adnock Speedway, the Duel at the Dog, 5 p.m. Eastern Saturday. You can watch it on Flow Racing. Obviously, we talk about you know Matt Hirschman and some of the big familiar names. Justin Bonson, you're a four-time winner there and defending winner there, but is there anybody that can maybe upset? Uh, obviously, we've talked about Austin Beers picking up the win at Richmond. Who else do you have your eye on? I like Matt Kimball um, only because he knows Monadnock Speedway well. He has run so, so many years there and has had so much success in the sportsman modified division that uh, that track runs there on a regular basis. He's entered for Saturday night's race. I like Matt, uh, Matt Kimball and Matt Hirschman. Um, you know, obviously a couple of the big names there. Ron Silk uh, is consistently strong wherever he goes. Hard to ignore Doug Kobe, Justin Bonsignor, some of those obvious choices last year's champion john mckennedy um going to be a great race it's going to be a quick race they get around there in a hurry a high bank quarter mile oval at Manadnock speedway does not take long i believe a couple of years ago the race went caution free took 31 minutes i believe to complete it was over in in the blink of an eye so i'm um, going to be a good race this week uh, you can watch it on flow racing come saturday evening that's right. And you know what's pretty cool, too? This is uh, the the first race of a three-race stretch for the Granite State Short Track Cup where they're going to award bonuses, uh, extra 15000 total in bonuses at the short tracks, with which include Manatnock, Lee, and Claremont coming up. So yep. a championship within the championship. You'd be a little more aggressive maybe, Kyle, to go for that extra extra cash money? Oh, absolutely. And that's why Matt Hirschman's there. You know, and He said last year that he wanted to support Josh Veneta, JDV Productions, who produces – 
those three events and includes that bonus money um, under his promotion company. And Matt wanted to support Josh. Matt also wanted to take the check. And I, I think he did uh, more times than not. You know, they call him big. They don't call him big money, Matt, for, for no reason. So, um, yeah, it's like a race within a race. Um, all three of those events will be held at Short Tracks in New Hampshire. And first one is this weekend. And uh, congratulations to uh, Josh once again on on being a part of uh, what he's been able to put together here these last couple of years. Absolutely. And uh, the other big race coming up this weekend, of course, we've got plenty of local racing all across the country, is that ASA Stars National Tour uh, race number two of the year. Again, they've had a little bit of a while off on the national schedule. Again, that's about 10 races, and they're going to hit around each region of the country. This one, the Joe Shear Classic, the 16th running of that special event, honoring uh, the famous Midwest super late model star Joe Shear. Madison International Speedway in Wisconsin. Uh, I mentioned it, Ty Majeski is going to go right from the Truck Series race out at Kansas to run that race on Sunday. 40 entries, Kyle, and we mentioned Ty may be a favorite being a winner of that race in 2016. Uh, there's some local stars mixed in with your usuals, Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassie, and the like. Yes, uh, you mean Casey Roderick, uh, also part of the entry list. He won at the Five Flag Speedway back to begin the season a couple of races ago. So, um, again, it's going to be interesting to see the response. Uh, we talked about it at the beginning of the year with each region of the country hosting a national event. And uh, this being a, a region, I think, in, in the Midwest that is very healthy when it comes to short track, super late model racing. And that's why we have uh, a great field of cars. And I assume the fan support will be there as well. Hopefully, hopefully Mother Nature shines on them as well. Yeah, yeah, we could use it for sure uh, on the short track level. 13 states being represented, too, so a good, nice yep. uh, national bunch, including actually a Canadian province uh, uh, represented in there as well. So that race on Sunday out at Madison International. Of course, I mentioned tons of weekly racing going on. Cars Tour back in action at Ace Speedway, North Carolina. Eldora, if you like dirt racing, the USAC Let's Race 2. Boy, USAC has been hit real hard. Yes, with they, the have. they have yet to start their really big, the regular season. Yeah, they raced in Florida back in February, but they haven't been in action since uh, with rainouts, you know, all across the board so far to start their year. So hopefully Eldora is the place to be with the Let's Race too. And of course, NASCAR weekly action at Berlin, Jennerstown, Langley, Meridian, uh, Pass and ACT are in action as well at Thunder Road and Riverhead has opening night out there on Long Island. So plenty to watch, Kyle, this weekend as you guys get your notes buttoned up for uh, Sizzler coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, notes are buttoned up. Uh, we have Wild Thing Cart opening practice uh, this Sunday as that season is just around the corner. So it'll be a quick turnaround next week after the Sizzler because we run those on Monday nights on Flow Racing from Stafford Speedway. The London Waterford Speed Bowl here in Connecticut on the shoreline. They open up Saturday night with the modified program and the SK lights and the late models and on down the line. So uh, things are getting busy up here in this region of the country. If Mother Nature would just cooperate, of course, being uh, we record this midweek. The sun is shining and it's like 70 degrees outside right now. It's it perfect. always works out that way. You go, exactly. why can't we race now? Yeah, exactly. Every time we get to the weekend, there's, oh, here comes the rain or whatever. Actually, in fact, uh, they were doing a test out at, uh, I think it was Road America for IMSA and it was snowing in Wisconsin. Of course it was. May 1st. So. I don't know what's going on, Kyle. We'll figure it out. Uh, before we go, don't uh, don't forget, MRN has live coverage of all things out at Kansas this weekend. We've got a team out there headed that direction. The Arcadon 150 at Kansas, your Tony Bridinger talk about. That'll be Saturday, 2 p.m. on the Motor Racing Network, and then immediately following the Heart of America 200, 7.30 p.m. that night on Saturday 
for the trucks. And that's also on MRN. And then don't forget, it all leads up to Sunday. NASCAR Live Race Day, 2 p.m. Eastern, leading into the NASCAR Cup Series at Kansas. Again, all heard right here on the Motor Racing Network. Well, Kyle, appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy your weekend of racing wherever you may go. Are you going to hit up anything locally? Are you going to go out to Waterford? Oh, yeah. We'll be at Waterford Saturday night, Stafford all day Sunday for, for practice. And then it's uh, kind of the calm before the uh, the storm again. Um, and hopefully not the, the real storm, uh, the storm on the racetrack next Friday and Saturday here at Stafford. Sounds like a plan for Kyle Ricky. My name is Chris Wilner, producer Pat Jaggers. Thank you so much for tuning in to NASCAR Coast Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. We'll see you next time on Coast to Coast.